Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. This is our weekly video where we go a little bit deeper on Sunday's sermon, maybe give some more information that we didn't uh, fit into Sunday's message, or maybe maybe go a different direction uh, with some of the information. So thanks for tuning in. Hey, this is available on YouTube. It's available on your podcast apps, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. So if you haven't yet subscribed on YouTube and your podcast app, make sure to do that. And then you can find these videos. Uh, we're also posting them on Facebook. So whatever you got to do to follow us, uh, ring the bell for notifications, you know, click whatever you got to do to get notified when we post a new video so you can keep abreast of what's happening with the church. But also we'd love it if you'd share this with people. If you're being blessed by this content, get it out there to your friends and family. So like, subscribe, share. That'd be awesome. Hey, I'm here today leading this video because Pastor Mike taught this past Sunday. Um, Mike, you taught about a topic which is close to your heart, I, I guess, which is worship. Yeah. And you had seven Hebrew words for worship. For praise. For praise. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could explain the difference there in just a second. But um, a lot of feedback on this one, a lot of really good feedback. People saying, wow, took a ton of notes, learned a lot of things. Now, you have, you, you talked about seven words for praise on Sunday, but I knew that you had an eighth one that didn't fit into the sermon. So, Tell us about that eighth one. Then I've got a few more questions for you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't enough time on Sunday. We, we probably went over over our time anyway. But yeah, no, the eighth word is actually the, the, the Hebrew word for the word we use for worship. So um, it's it's shacha, which is another one of those ones you got to say with a lot of drink a lot of dairy first, you know, but shakha, and it, it means to, to depress or prostate in loyalty, you know, to God and to, you know, basically to fall f flat down, you know, to fall face down, um, you know, very, I guess, very demonstrative, very, you know, it's you must almost to throw yourself down on your face is what it, what it means. And, you know, Psalm 29, two, give unto the Lord, the glory due his name, worship the Lord. There's that word shakha in the beauty of his holiness, basically. It's one of the same kind of words we talked about, yadar. It's the idea of we're not praising the Lord because he is doing something for us. We're praising him because he is. So we're in his presence. He is God up on high. We're down here. And basically, you're just in the beauty of his holiness. We're just responding to that, you know, all who God is, you know. So it's not necessarily he's given us something. There was a word for that, too. Uh, um, todar, which means the idea of thanksgiving. God has given us something. He's blessed us and we're responding. This is just because God is the great I am. And so we just throw ourselves down in his presence. Again, Psalm 66, 4, all the earth shall worship that's that, that word, shacha, you, they will worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises, shall praise your name. You know, that's the, here's the, all the earth just, you know, in the presence of its creator worshiping. And Psalm 95, 6, oh, come let us, we talked about this quite a bit on Sunday. Oh, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. That's that word, worship, shacha, let us, you know, let us throw ourselves face down, prostrate before for the Lord and um, let us kneel that was that word Barak uh, before the Lord both again both words just in the presence of greatness you know just as I said you know you know in presence of kings and queens you know you you bow down it's just part of you've seen it through the centuries that's how people reacted and 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 I uh, you know I think this kind of word uh, um, one I think a great 
a great uh, picture of this idea is Leviticus 9.24. It says, uh, Fire came from the presence of the Lord and it consumed the burnt offerings and the fat portions on the altar. And when the people saw it, they shouted for joy and they fell face down. And uh, just I think that's a, a perfect picture of what this looks like. And I like I liked the, it's so interesting that those two words, they shouted for joy and they fell face down in the, in, in the presence of God's glory. And uh, so it's just a, just a great word that, that just kind of gives us, again, a picture of an expression that comes from an emotional reaction to objective empirical truth. And, and I think that was important for Sunday uh, that people understood that. And I think I talked about that now. Subjective emotions. Our emotions are subjective many times. You have a bad burrito one day, <laughs> you're feeling one way, you know, then you, you know, you're feeling better the next day. Those subjective emotions, you know, reacting in an expressive way to the objective nature of all who God is. Mm-hmm. And so what then is the distinction that we should make between praise and worship? Because as you said, words matter, right? Mm-hmm. So some people say, well, it's a matter of semantics, but I'm with you. I think that words matter and the Bible uses words for a reason. So what, what do you, what's the distinction that we need to understand between praise and worship? Um, I don't think there's a large distinction. I think the distinction lies within the definitions themselves. E- e- there's a place for kneeling. There's a place for this, throwing ourselves prostrate before the Lord. There's a place for the, you know, the yada, the throwing out of the hands, or the halal, the, the celebratory, the shabach, the, the, you know, the shout of victory. I think in... Uh, I think in English, we've made a distinction between praise and worship, but I think the Bible d- doesn't necessarily make that same same distinction. As I joked on Sunday, you know, in English, you know, the praise songs <laughs> are the fast songs and the worship songs are the slow songs. Right. I mean, and then we've just kind of now everything's just under the umbrella of worship. And it's a now it's a word that means everything, which in a sense means nothing, which was kind of one of the points of doing this kind of thing was kind of to dive down and see and many people were surprised you know as to what you know all of the expression involved with the Hebrew versions of the words kind of like the word love you know we love ice cream we love our wives it's you know it's it's a word that means so much yet at the end it ends up meaning so little mm-hmm. you know but then when you look at the Greek word you have the four the, you know the, the four different ways that the Greeks express love and suddenly it, they take on whole different meanings and you th- you have to think about it more and it's the same thing with this when we kind of dived into those words for praise that they we and we, in English we do have we do have multiple words we have extol we have exalted we have all these words that, but we just never use them, and they all carry meaning, and they all carry emotion with them. And that's something you and I, you know, for me learning Hungarian, probably for you as well, uh, that I got a great appreciation for when I learned to speak Hungarian and learned the idea that there is emotion attached to words, like. You know, especially in the idea of songwriting and when we talked about translations and translations and music and when we started writing songs in Hungarian instead of translating songs because words create word pictures. You know, when we say something, it creates, there's an emotional attachment to those words. And, uh, you know, 
I, I enjoy learning the emotion behind certain Hungarian words and when you would use a word instead of using this word because of what you're trying to convey emotionally or forcefully or you're trying to create a, a you know a different thought you know than you know and so that's kind of why I had such an appreciation for this kind of idea of diving into the words of praise and the Hebrew meanings because it brings up all of the stuff that we can dive into. Mm. Yeah, Mike, so somebody might hear this teaching um, and, you know, say, okay, cool, I'm taking notes, and now I know about these different words, and I know that they convey a lot of, you know, they they say that there's a lot of expressive elements to worship. But I guess my question for you would be, and maybe this is somebody listening to or who had been here on Sunday or watched, um, what what should I do with this information, Mike? Like, okay, cool, now I know this stuff, but how is this going to change my Monday? How is it going to change my life moving forward? Yeah, I know that's a great question. It's a great question. I think as, you know, as a, as a worship leader standing up on a stage, you know, there's no greater joy than to see people out there responding to God with all their being. Just like that psalm said, I'm going to sing praises to you. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, praise you on my instrument, that word, Hebrew word zamar, with all my might, with all my being. That's what it says, you know, body, soul, and spirit. And when people are doing that, that's a great joy. You, There's a lot of energy in that, and and it's a great place to be. But not everybody's there. And, you know, we kind of talked about that on Sunday. There's a lot of social pressure, perception, you know, people of, ah, that was weird. I grew up in a different church or I came from, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, through the, the centuries, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, downward pressure on the idea of emotion within church. Like, that's a bad thing. You can't, it's kind of got a bad rap in, in, in many ways. And for good reason, sometimes there has been a, abuses in that area where people get super weird about it. Um, but what, but I think the, well, I tell people like that is what, don't don't separate your everyday emotions and your reactions and your honest you know reactions and expressions from your christian life they were never supposed to be separated and the, and i think the hebrew words there bear that out they they are written into the actual text of the bible there's almost a biblical mandate you know, many people say, well, I, I don't sing during worship because that's just not me. Well, the Bible, there's 50 times, over 50 times where we're actually commanded scripturally to sing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more than 250 times where we're, we're encouraged uh, to sing, you know, in scripture. So it's like, well, it's just not your thing. Well, the Bible kind of says we should. So maybe, and this was another point that I made is it's a lot of these words required an act of faith. Mm-hmm. And that idea is that sometimes you just got to step out in faith and that physical, you know, physical expression can lead to a, uh, you know, a spiritual expression. Like, as I said, you know, sometimes just kneeling down before the Lord in prayer, maybe at home next to your bed, that physical posture can change your heart posture. Mm-hmm. You know, in church, you just feel sometimes just raising your hands, that physical posture can change your heart posture because you're surrendered. You're like, Lord, I don't care what's going on around me. I'm just going to be at this moment. And I believe that God meets you in that moment. It's just like you've stepped forward and God has said, you know, okay, I'm going to meet you here. I'm going to, you know, uh, speak to your heart or, you know, whatever it might be that God wants to do in that particular moment. So I, I would just say that, that people should, hey, just step out in faith. Mm-hmm. Try the short one, try the long, you know, whatever it might be, find your hands next to your, you know, if you want to do something like that, it, it, you know, whatever it may be, just take a step of faith. And I think, uh, 
you know, and and just kind of maybe work out some of these in your in your Sunday mornings or even in your private life. As I said, you know, joke with people. Maybe they can go all halal in their car. They can like throw up their hands and get all you know crazy and rave and celebratory in their car. You know, just go out and practice practice it. Because you know? that's the nice thing about cars <laughs> is that they nobody can see you because you don't yeah. have any windows. <laughs> Except you do. You see, do. that's the thing, though. But yeah. they don't know what you're listening to. So yeah. I've seen a lot of people going crazy in their cars yeah, hanging out. So. That's true. But um, um, you know, I think you make a really good point about the fact that when we use our bodies in a certain way, it can shape the way that we feel. It can shape the way that we think. This is a really important point that's actually been made by Christians throughout history, and that is that we are not, according to the Bible, we are not brains that happen to have bodies, right? We're not just primarily thinking things that need legs to get us from one place to the next so we can think in this place and then go think in that place. Rather, the Bible says that we are embodied beings, right? That our bodies are a important part of who we are. And and this is important because Jesus said that we are to, and this, of course, quoting from the, the Shema from mm. Deuteronomy, I love the Lord your God with your whole being, which is your all your strength, all your might, all your soul, and all your mind. So the point is that we want to worship God holistically with, you know, expression and those things. But as you're saying, not only do we do the expressions because uh, we are told to, but as we do those expressions, we are being shaped in the way that we think, the way that we feel, etc. And I think that that's a really important part of what you're saying. Um, so why do you think it is that people sometimes have hesitancy about this, about being expressive? Um, I think it's just sometimes weird in a room full of people. Maybe your background, as I said, you grew up in a more conservative background or just things are different in church. You know, somebody, somebody literally told me that after the service, like they didn't know that those things were for church. You know, they, well, those are the weird charismatic people that, that did those things. Um, but it's not, it's there in the Bible. It's just every word, you know, every word from the kneeling to the, it's, it's, there's a physical response. Now, some of it I think is difficult in a, in a large church setting. Um, and that's why we talked about everything should be decent and done decent in order. And we're going to look at that in our study through Corinthians coming up. But, you know, and that was a whole big issue, of course, in the Corinthian church was there was a lot of weirdness going mm-hmm. on. And that creates issues, you know. Um, and I think so people, I think, sometimes feel hesitancy from because of things that they've attached to it in their past. Um, but I think as the church grows together, you know, as and you get unified, and as God does, you know, does a special work from time to time through, you know, throughout the history of a particular church or our church, you know, there's it goes in waves sometimes, uh, you know, how people are expressive. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think people that hasn't seen mainly just perception. They're just hey, people are going to see me doing this. I've never done this before, you know. So, um, you know, that's why we close our eyes a lot, you know, and worshiping us that that way you can kind of block it out. But um, that's right. a, it's valid. It's a valid question. So, Last question. What is your hope as worship pastor for what people will do with this information and collectively as a church? Like what, what, what would you desire to see? What's your vision, Mike, for our church as a worshiping people? Um, I think my my greatest uh, desire, uh, and I think I mentioned this on Sunday, and so it's something that I pray in church all the time, and it's from that book, actually, that I read that quote from, uh, 
David Peterson is that people would come, as they walk through the door, come ready to engage with God and expect God. Like one of the, expect God to move. Like that's what one of the words were, were that was that idea of todar, that things of giving thanksgiving to God for things he has not yet done. Mm-hmm. And, and God says, if you bring your thanksgiving or praise, I will bring salvation. Just that idea that when you come into the room with the body of Christ, that God is going to meet you here and that amazing things are going to happen in his presence um, and and that as if if a whole church comes engaged like that ready to come and give as god gives uh I, you know there's amazing things going to happen with that but i think that's it to come just come engaged ready to to meet the lord in in everything in the worship in prayer through the word in fellowship hey you know god might have a word for you to speak to somebody in the church you, you don't know just be ready eyes open let the holy spirit you know be ready for the holy spirit to use you in every aspect whether it's in the church walls or monday through you know monday through saturday you know going forward you know just come ready to engage with the lord you know and i love that word engage because it it, get, it takes away the idea of okay where well, i'm coming to sing like worship is kind of being tied with singing okay and when we worship we sing I like the word engage because engage means I'm coming with with a, a expectancy. I'm coming ready. I'm coming ready for what the Lord wants to do, you know, and, and I'm ready to be a part of it. And I think that's a, a cool idea. Yeah. Amen. Hey, um, we're here with these videos. We put out about two videos a week. So our Sunday sermon video as well as this uh, sermon extra video and they're both podcasted so make sure to like subscribe and share with somebody who you think would benefit from this we'll be with you again next week god bless you